Today's episode is brought to you by DNA Sports Training. If you or someone you know wants to take their game to the next level, then hit up DNA Sports Training. Visit dnasportsdenver.com to book a training session. We offer specialized sports training from football to track and field and everything else in between. Whether you're an offensive or defensive lineman wanting to get better off the ball or you are an athlete wanting to improve your speed and agility, we have something for you over at DNA. Visit dnasportsdenver.com now and sign up. Yo, yeah. What's up? What's up? What's up, y'all? What's We're going back. on, everyone? They didn't. We didn't cancel ourselves yet, and we haven't done anything to be canceled yet. So. Good job. We're still here with you. <laughs> hey, while we're here, don't forget to go to our website, visit DNA Sports Denver, buy you some merch, book a session, listen to a podcast, or just give us an overall review of what you think of the podcast. Hit the mailbag question up. Give us some questions. Just give us some overall love. Like, follow, sh- share, subscribe, all of our social media platforms. Visit DNASportsDenver.com. Bam. Dom got it right there, just in a mouthful. Yeah, pause. <laughs> What's going on, bro? Not too much, brother. It's a beautiful morning. Football's on, I see. Football you got, you got some ball going. It's on early. You know that? I was kind of talking with Vita, and we were talking about these international games that we have a lot in the NFL now. Do you think that it's only a matter of time before we get an international team? Maybe. I was just reading about a, a plane they're trying to introduce that'll get you from uh, New York to London in like a uh, ninety minutes, something like that. Oh, I'm not it's getting like, on that. It's plane. like a hypersonic plane, bro. I just, I just saw it. Uh, uh, you know, I'm always like finding these weird, weird ass, uh, uh, you know, stories and whatnot. But yeah, they've got they've got jets that get you there in like four hours, three four hours now. Like that Concorde, I think. I forget what it gets you. I, I should probably Google it, but before giving a fake news. But I mean, they get you out there pretty quickly. You know, take a. Eight hour flight and make it a four hour flight. Yeah, I couldn't imagine getting there in ninety minutes. So that that would be a little quicker than maybe I might be comfortable for. But who knows? I've never been on a flight longer than six hours anyway. Yeah, so. that sounds like major motion sickness to me. You get sick on a plane? No, but if I got there across the country or across the world in ninety minutes, bro, it's like face be back it's in like your that, deck. That uh, ride at any uh, amusement park or carnival where you get stuck to the wall like yo, outside. Yo. You know, I forget what it's called. The mine shaft. The mine shaft. Or the road, like what was it? Like, they have the flower one that looks yep. like a flower. But yeah, I remember the mine shaft over oh, at Illich's, bro, bro. That's how it would feel. Dude, I used to see these kids that get like upside down and shit doing stupid stuff. Um, wow, they, they had one like that up in Glenwood Springs and like last year or year before that, a little girl died. Cause, oh, really? Because uh, they weren't, she, they, she wasn't like properly put into it or, yeah, those things are crazy. Now that I think about it as an adult, like getting on that stuff, dude. Nah, so I'm, I'm good. Like, yeah, I don't, and there's do no that. reason to do, <laughs> no reason to do so, bro. Like, um, it's just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. You do you, boo boo. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, so um, just to catch up on some things, man. Last week we were talking about um, not only, oh, did Richard Jefferson just get in or Jefferson get in? I hope he did. Sorry, don't mean to sidetrack, y'all. We're getting distracted. But last week we were talking about Aaron Judge. Uh, we talked about a little bit about Brett Favre. So if you haven't checked that episode, go check it out. Um, you know, if you know from, from a few episodes before that, we've been following Aaron Judge and his thing. Um, he finally um, hit the, his 61st home run to uh, match uh, Roger Maris. Yep. And uh, so now he he's one away from, and he still hasn't got it. I think he's got a couple more chances, but one away from hitting that um, that 62nd. And so big ups to Aaron Judge. It was kind of cool. They did it in Toronto, so he hit it into the bullpen. So you didn't have to worry about a fan getting the ball and then, he, you know, trying to sell it back to him. So it looks like he'll have that ball uh, for free. Um, but yeah, it, it was a it was a big a big shot. Uh, Roger Maris Jr. was there to kind of embrace. Aaron Judge's mom was there, so it was kind of cool. Yankees been kind of bringing them along. Yeah, hey, good for him, man. Hopefully he, you know, continues to uh, get his opportunity to kind of put his name in the record books yeah. solely, independently, you yeah, know what I mean, sure. instead of sharing a spot. But either way, he's there. Um, so shout out to him. You know, Favre. <laughs> Dude, hey, Favre man. is a whole nother story. Yeah. That man keeps burying himself. Um, so I don't know if you've seen 
something I shared on, on, on IG on our, on our page, but, uh, it's, um, come out now that Brett Favre's charity, which is supposed to be aimed at helping disadvantaged children and cancer patients. Apparently they donated 130,000 to the USM athletic foundation while he still pushed for state funds. So now there's some uproar about that because that's obviously misleading your donors, uh, telling you where their money's supposed to go. So, um, if you haven't, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I definitely encourage you to go do so because we, we definitely dive into the whole Brett Favre um, debacle and we dive into Aaron Judge hitting his chasing history, becoming a part of the 60 home run club. Um, and then something we didn't touch on too much last week, Dom, and then it kind of with the Thursday night football game, it kind of come up again. But, man, Tua looked bad, bro. He, he got injured pretty good, dude. Yeah, you know, um, speaking of burying themselves, you know, that – Medical professional professional definitely buried himself in Dude. this one. I just don't understand how how they didn't take the precautionary approach with this when when putting him back out there. I mean, he was obviously lethargic. Yeah, with that hit, and he, you know he couldn't really stand. He was he didn't have having trouble walking. Like regardless of whether it was his back. Or his head at that point You should treat it as a head at that point To protect him, keep him out I mean I get wanting to beat Buffalo And you know he was very instrumental in helping But that's that's your future dude Like it's it's one thing if, if you don't see I hate to say it like this But it's one thing if it's like your backup Or if it's somebody you don't see having For years going forward But they drafted Tua with the idea That this guy was going to grow in To be that franchise quarterback And I don't know about you But when I think franchise quarterback I think 10, 15 years I think whole career in that place Or the majority of their career in that place And they're treating it as As if he's not that dude or something Man, I just don't get it Yeah, man, I don't get it And they're acting like, you know I mean, obviously this week They had no choice but and they put Bridgewater in, and they were confident behind Bridgewater. But they're acting like they had no confidence in him beforehand. Like they should have just went with Bridgewater, and Tua wouldn't be in the situation he's in. And now they're gonna have to miss probably multiple games. Yeah. Um, you know, as he gets better, and and hopefully they do it properly to where they don't put him out there too soon, and and he reaggravates it because it either one of those situations did not look good. At all, no. And for for an athlete, man, you really got to worry about his well being because you know he's going to want to play for his team. And they put him in an even worse situation because everyone knows that if you get a concussion while being concussed, that yep. it's worse. Like yep. it can it could be deadly. You know what I mean? And they did him no favors. They put him in a worse position than he was previously with, with that. If they had just kept him out the game. Sunday, you know, finish with Bridgewater. It's a short week. Let Bridgewater go, you know, start. He's a professional. He looked good when he came in. I mean, he did typical Bridgewater things. Like, the drive stalled out. They weren't good in the red zone. But at the same time, man, like, this is a marathon and not a sprint. And I know the the NFL league isn't like, you know, basketball or baseball where it's, you know, six months long and you got a whole bunch of games in that time. You got 17 games that you got to play. But at the same time, man, you got to run it like you're running the 800, and just you know, if you have to, if you have to pick up speed at the end, you got to do that, dude. Like, you know, um, the Bengals have been known for being a chippy team throughout yep. years. You know, um, do you think that hit that he took was a little bit excessive? Um, I think it. I don't think it was a legal hit. Um, you, you, you've seen that flagged in the past where. You can tackle somebody, but when you slam them to the ground, like they kind of flag that a lot. Like at least I thought they did. I mean, I envision if that was Tom Brady, Brady, Rogers, McHolmes, and I hate to be like that and and kind of, but it's true. Like if there's any one of those guys, I feel like that flag would have came out. Yeah, definitely Brady and Rogers. Um, you know, I think when you start to get into more of the mobile quarterbacks, the more true. athletic quarterbacks, they tend to. Not call a lot of those plays because a lot of these guys have the tendency to break out of the pocket right. and, and kill you for yards down the field on their feet. So they treat them more as running backs and, yeah. and less like quarterbacks. But either way, man, we got to protect these players from themselves at sometimes. And Tua shouldn't have been in that game. And honestly, hopefully they do right going forward by him. Yeah, we'll see. I know the NFLPA wasn't happy. They've they've discussed like even. Bringing lawsuits 
towards you know whoever the people responsible for him being back out there um they fired the the unit you know what was it like the independent neural um yeah consultant or whatever they fired him yesterday and and they didn't mention specifics but they just said there was a bunch of mistakes that were done yeah in that whole process so who knows maybe man i like you said he shouldn't have been out there to 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 be in that position and hopefully they they learn from it hearing mike mcdaniel speak on it a little bit it does kind of sound like he was in the dark about Tua's true condition i mean they said he was tested every day um for concussions and and symptoms every day leading up to thursday night and that he passed every one i mean some people can pass tests bro like yeah and you know he got released from the hospital to fly back with the team so obviously there was other medical professionals who felt somewhat comfortable with him doing normal things so we can't always just assume the worst out of the entire organization when something like this happens you know it could be just the wrongdoing of one individual it is or maybe they just overlooked something you know you never know yeah but you know there are some teams that have been historic for having some issues so i mean the dolphins have their shortcomings a bunch and it's been well well publicized we've talked about it yeah on the on the show so um you know i wouldn't be surprised if there was some shenanigans but at the same time like there's so many people whose hands in this like you figure you figure something's got to come out that yeah we knew or you know so if they did if they did screw the pooch on this one and there was some shenanigans obviously they got to come out and it could just be um you know a doctor is thinking well if i keep this guy if i if i if i make sure he's in the game and i make them happy i might still get paid from the nfl or whatever it's a thursday night game there's that too it's like amazon prime's new thursday night football we got to have you know good matchups in tua versus burrow is better than bridgewater versus burrow yeah hey you know hopefully there's none of that going on but you never know man and it's probably the case you're probably right you know but hopefully for mcdaniels what he says is totally true he wasn't in involved or didn't know anything in regards to his evaluation so you know sometimes when you just get fed information as a coach you go with it and expect that the professionals that the organization has in place do their job yeah you sometimes have to trust your staff and trust people above you and below you to get their jobs done and done it right yeah and because you know i don't want anything negative to happen towards him he's a young coach he's doing his thing he's a colorado boy yeah smoky hill smoky hill aurora colorado so shout out to him um man but some heavier news to talk about this next one yeah man the industry of hip-hop man uh one of the 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 greats took his fantastic voyage to a gangster's paradise (laughs) i like what you did there rest in peace coolio shout out to coolio Um, man you know he unfortunately passed away on september 29th um Sheila Finnegan tells TMZ, we are saddened by the loss of our friend and client, Coolio, who passed away Wednesday afternoon. He touched the world with the gift of his talent and will be missed profoundly. Please have Coolio's loved ones in your thoughts and prayers. We definitely have him in our thoughts and prayers here. Um, You know, growing up in the 90s, Coolio was one of those guys that everybody knew. You know, you listened to his music. You've seen him on TV. You've seen him in movies. You know what I mean? Like, he just did his thing. Um, Dude, I remember when his video for Fantastic Voyage came out. That video was so dope, bro. Yeah. The freaking Impala he's rolling through in in that video. I must have been, like, middle school Al. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, every, everybody knows those dreads. Yeah, yep. you know, sticking out the top, those braids, looking, looking, uh, Coolio-ish. Everybody wanted to emulate his style too, as well. You know what I mean? So, well, and he did that. He, he, you know, his production was a lot of that that eighties and seventies yep. remake. You yep. know what I mean? So, like, he did Too Hot, which was cool in the gang originally, and that was a dope song. Uh, Gangster Paradise was cool. Uh, I used to have that Dangerous Mind soundtrack. Yeah, that, that soundtrack was all right. Went back as I walked through the valley <laughs> of the shadow with death. <laughs> <laughs> they were just showing him on uh, on Howard Stern. Um, I saw a video, him and uh, the, the the young man that sung the chorus on that song, and they're doing that song live on Howard Stern. It's pretty cool. That's cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So you know, law enforcement sources tell TMZ that no drugs or drug. Drugs or drug paraphernalia were found at the scene of Coolio's death. An autopsy and toxic- 
toxicology report tests will be used to determine an official cause of death. And then paramedics were called to the house in Los Angeles around 4 p.m. for a medical emergency. And they got there. They pronounced Coolio dead on the scene. We're told by the police they've opened up an investigation. But as of right now, there does not appear to be any signs of foul play. Um, you know, sometimes... Yeah, natural causes. Natural yeah. causes, things happen, you know, and and unfortunately that may be the case in this situation, you know. Um, he was he was fifty nine, which I didn't realize how old he was. Like he was fifty nine years old, so uh, he been around for a bit, man. Again, it's it's super sad to see, you know, see some of the, the people we saw growing up and we came up with growing up starting to pass away, and you know, it always makes you think about your own your own life and make sure you got your ducks in a row and make sure you're doing things the right way, man. Um, Shouts out to Coolio. I've, I've seen him live before. It was a little past his prime when I saw him, Yeah, but it wasn't a bad show. You know, he still, he still was doing his thing and still giving it up. Then dreadlocks was just holding on. Um, but he was dope, man. He's it, still it, sticking through the ball cap. Yeah, man. He's, he's dope, man. Work. He's going to be, uh, definitely be missed, but thankfully, um, when we lose these artists, we have their art to appreciate still. And uh, we still have a bunch of his art to, to listen to and appreciate, man. So I'm definitely going to make sure when I take my ride home today, I'm, I'm listening to some Fantastic Voyage. Yeah, man. You know, he's, you know, he was in good spirits up to the point of his death. Um, and he actually just had a show, which would be go down in his last show with Vanilla Ice. Oh, wow. Vanilla Ice and him had a show in Texas. That's um, what's up. So, you know, two of... Hip hop, ninety hip hop, ninety hip hop guys. You know, uh, I bet that was a fun show because I bet I bet crowds still come out. We, we're fun people, bro. Folks um, in our age demographic, they're fun people. I don't care what no one says. These younger cats don't know how to get down like we do, and them old cats got down too wrong. So we're the dopest ones. But uh, no, nah, we're them parties are always fun, man. I went to uh, well, I went to Atmosphere last year in in Lupe, and that's more. Our our demographic in terms of age wise, and that was just a fun, peaceful. Everyone loved it out here, celebrating, having fun in the name of hip hop type show. So yeah, none of these knuckleheads running around here with all this violence. Yeah, man. You know, unfortunately, that be that be the days of the times and whatnot. But yo, speaking about having some knuckleheads, I was reading the craziest story, Dom, and I wanted to. I, it's not sports related. So I wanted to bring it to the podcast to see what you thought about it. Okay. I'm just going to read you the headline real quick, and then we'll we'll react, and I'll go through the story. The headline reads, and this is off of the Daily Star, so you can take what you want with it. Um, headline reads, Metaverse Children to Replace Real Kids by 2050 and Help with Overpopulation. That's crazy. <laughs> Yo, so this is, uh, again, a story from uh, the Daily Star, and in it, um, it, they talked to this uh, author and AI expert, Katriana uh, Campbell. Okay, and it's basically talking about virtual kids born in the metaverse could become more common in the next fifty years. Um, she believes parents will want to care for digital children in virtual reality using a headset to feel like they're really there with the CGI kid. Um, Virtual kids would be just the real thing, but you can turn the switch off on the button. And these are all direct quotes from her, bro. I like that idea because sometimes when kids be crazy and you just want to hit the like off button or the mute button, like pause or something. Yeah. Um, you know, tons of parents would definitely love that one in real life. Um, Campbell argues that it'll help the world deal with overpopulation. Uh, in her book released this year, Campbell says a Tamaguchi generation. You remember Tamaguchis? Yeah. The little digital, like, yeah. Yeah, you had to feed them. And yeah, and, like, like you had to care for it. Yeah. Uh, she believes that uh, Tamaguchi generation will be born and be available to parents for a small monthly fee. There you go. There you go. Small uh, monthly fee, Don. I'm good. <laughs> In her book, she says, um, virtual children may seem like a giant leap from where we are now, but within 50 years, technology will have advanced to such an extent that babies which exist in the metaverse are indistinct from those in the real world. She adds, we've already, we're already well on our way to creating a Tamaguchi generation, which for all intents and purposes will be real to their parents. On the, on the basis that consumer demand is there, which I think it will be, AI children will become more widely available for a relatively small monthly fee. Um, That's crazy, man. Like, everybody, 
that has kids, right, goes through these phases as their kids get older of where they start to have the baby fever. For or, sure. I don't. I'm good with my two kids. I don't need any more kids. I'm very happy with what I have. My kids are great. They're wonderful. And I don't need to replace them with the robot, bro. Like, this technology is dog. It's getting crazy. Now, don't get me wrong. If I can get a couple of these kids recruited to play on a football team and I could enhance, like Madden, enhance their skill set. Now we might have something to talk about. But like going to meta college? Yeah, we have robo <laughs> robo leagues of football. Well, that brought up a question for me because it's set on the basis of the demand which there is likely to be. All AI children become widely available for a small monthly fee. Does your digital kid die if you don't pay your monthly fee? Like, what are times get hard, man? You can't afford to pay that monthly fee. Is that considered it's, neglect? It's the kid or Netflix, bro. Like, And then at that point, is that considered neglect? And do you face criminal <laughs> charges? You, like, you go to the can in the metaverse? Yeah. Dude, like, for real, though. No, seriously. Like, it's getting crazy. Like, Well, and there's already been, like, litigation about, um, and this is kind of off six the subject. But, like, sex and, and like, sexual harassment and, 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 and uh, sexual abuse in the metaverse. Yeah. Like, to like someone's digital character, you know. So like, that's crazy. At, at what point does metaverse versus real life metaverse penalties versus real life penalties? Where does it cross over? You know, and it's crazy to think about, bro. That we're we're moving to this like digital digital lifestyle where nothing's real and we won't even be interacting with real people bro we'll just be hey we're gonna do the podcast on put your goggles on i'll put mine on boom we're there and we're doing the the show in the metaverse bro like live somewhere live on your internet i can't do that bro like, yeah, i yeah. love people like i don't love people but i love people i love my people yeah you know i love interacting with my people um the idea that the world population become dangerously overpopulated isn't necessarily supported by data um, in this story, it points out that although the global population is set to continue incre- increasing over the next century, it is due to eventually flatten out or slow down. Um, it's already been happening in like countries in the West, like Britain, which have an aging population but declining birth rates. Um, and that in the UK specifically, that means the population is set to start cl- declining in 2025 um, and begin shrinking. Um, population growth trends to or tends to slow in post-industrial societies as concession becomes more uh, contraception becomes more readily available and more women enter the workforce. That's according to the article. Um, again, I don't know that I see this happening, although we tend to go with technology all the way. So it's, I wouldn't be surprised, but it's crazy with technology, right? Like, <clears throat> like why are we like, we want technology and we want it to allow it to, to make life a little bit easier on us. Right. Facts. And a little bit more accessible to us at our hands. But it seems like we're making technology now to the point where it's replacing us and taking over. And it's just kind of crazy, man. So I don't know. It's it's a crazy world we live in with technology. Well, Again, like Elon Musk on- just like, intro- oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Dom. Elon Musk just introduced his humanoid bot yeah. to the world. Like, like you said, bro, like this shit's starting to cross over a little too much. It's getting a little scary there. I don't. Yeah, I would I would own a robotic dog or a lizard or a snake or something, but <laughs> never a child. I'm good with my my phone and my computer. I don't need to get much more technolo- technolo- technologized than that, I guess yeah. if that's a word. Uh, I don't know. We already live in an altered and digital reality, so with people fronting on social media, acting like they something and, you know, you know they're really not or standing in front of a car that ain't theirs like just my car no yeah. it's your car dog so see what technology needs to do is be able to call it cap when it's cap you know what i'm saying like so when these people are posting pictures with money that ain't theirs or with shit yeah. that ain't theirs it should automatically like copyright that shit and they can't post it talk something. about like um you know how there was all these disclaimers for like covid and vaccine information on on facebook and instagram and all that they should have that same yeah. shit for um for just real life situation right you walking around saying yeah i did this this and this and then just a big old cap just shows up on your uh, like a hologram of a cap shows yeah. up above your head it's like that motherfucker's lying yeah <laughs> yeah no doubt man yo bro you can't you can't feed me a bunch of bs dude like I know, I know what the deal is here. You want us to stay home and be be uh, subject to our our technology, and you know everything's kind of more controllable with that. You pull the plug on the metaverse, metaverse, you might pull the plug on a lot of people's life. So yeah, that's you, know, f- <laughs> you can't feed me that. But what you can feed me 
you what go. you can feed me there you go. is some Janice's Catering. And right now, I want to give a shout out to Janice's Catering. Catering. If you're looking for a catering service for your event, I highly encourage you to give Janice's Catering a try. It's a family-run company featuring Mexican, Mexican-American cuisine from enchiladas to street tacos to fajitas. Man, they throw it down. Delicious green chili, all the fixings from small gatherings to large events. There's no job too big or too small for Janice's Catering. Weddings, birthday parties, anniversaries, funerals, business lunches, graduations, any event. Make sure you hit up Janice's Catering. Find them on Facebook at Janice's Catering Colorado or give them a call at 303-669-2215. That's Janice's Catering Colorado. Dom, we haven't done this for a while. No, man, but it's it's overdue. We need to do it. Um, you know, Colorado football is why essentially both of us are here you know what i mean so we gotta show love when love is needed to be shown and it's time for another player spotlight coach you got i got Braden dorman from vista ridge high school okay currently he's uh ranked in some some rankings as the number two recruit out of colorado uh he's a senior out of vista ridge high school in colorado springs He's having a already having a great year. He's leading the state in passing yardage, um, and has been up amongst the state leaders all year long. Uh, looking at six games played, 122 completions out of 171 attempts. That's a 71 percent clip for anyone that's uh, that's good with math. Uh, 1,957 yards, 26 touchdowns to just six interceptions. Uh, having a great senior season. For, um, he's had a great career though, over almost 8,500 yards passing in his career. 93 touchdowns in his career, um, over 619 completions. The dudes dropped back and thrown it 999 times. I mean, he's had he's, he's had a pretty stellar high school career um, that'll be coming to an end here shortly. Um, I believe he is committed to Arizona. So University of Arizona is getting them a four-star recruit, according to 24-7 Sports. Um, definitely, definitely uh, super excited to shout him out. Um you know, it's it's always good to see Colorado kids doing their thing, man, and to to be highly rated and be highly sought after like that. That's a it's definitely a, a big accomplishment. So once again, shout out to Braden Dorman, uh, quarterback out of Vista Ridge, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, yeah, big ups, dude. Yeah, man, what a great great kid you highlighted there for sure. Um, my guy, I'm gonna breathe some light on to is is actually class of 2024 oh nice number one recruit <clears throat> running back from christian Vallard, gabe sawchuk um this kid's a three-star recruit again <clears throat> as a junior <clears throat> excuse Uh-oh. me he stands five times five ten 175 pounds kid is a, a stud he's a touchdown machine um he has 17 rushing touchdowns 52 yards per game um 224 carries kids a beast man yep. he he's just doing what he needs to do at a young age he plays for a good program um you know he's he's being recruited right now by arizona state colorado northern colorado and usc so mm. he hasn't committed to anybody obviously as he shouldn't as a young man he's kind of leaving his options open um that's interesting that you say USC. Um, his brother, Gavin Sawchuk, went to Oklahoma. He's a freshman in Oklahoma this okay. year. Uh, he was a senior last year. He uh, was the number one recruit out of Colorado last year. And um, I, he was recruited by Lincoln Riley out of Oklahoma. Of course, Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma, went to USC. So it's curious that, you know, Lincoln has some familiarity with the Sawchuk family. So yeah. it, it'd be interesting to see if he, if he winds up at USC. Uh, would love to see him here in, in black and gold with Colorado. They can use all the talent and, and help that they can get. Um, but, yo, he's, you know he's a good running back for, for Valor, man. They use him a lot. Yeah, I know the University of Northern Colorado needs him the most, but that's probably the lowest on his list of for where sure. he would like to go out of those schools. Um, USC right now has two commits from the running back position, and they have five running backs currently. So I think, you know, there's not – a lot of room there but you right. never know how things progress in a year yeah so. well now with the transfer portal and stuff too bro like you can if you're not happy you can hop into the transfer portal and go somewhere else so yeah you know who knows see uh, you only has one commit going in from the running back position so bro they're they desperate need, they, they need, need a lot of help you know they do have a lot of running backs on the roster currently but again they're not performing so they, they just yeah man like they need all the help they can get to be honest with you i mean it 
it, it, it's it's not a bad thing to have a lot of talent, and even no. with USC as many as you mentioned, um, I remember when they had Reggie Bush and Lindell White going, you know, and Reggie would come, you get these spectacular long runs, and Lindell would come finish it up, you know, and so it's never a bad thing to have a bunch of talent. I think that team also had Joe Knight on it, which you, you talk about three running backs that went first or second round in, in the draft, like. It's it's pretty uh pretty incredible. I'd, I'd stack up backs any day, man. I treat it like fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but shout out to G- uh, Gabe Sawchuck though. That's um, definitely uh, worth worth following this year. Not only this year, but next year too, and yeah, seeing man, where he, that goes. He's had a good career, you know. Again, seventeen total touchdowns throughout his career, and you know he's been playing for Valor since as a freshman. You know, coming out as a freshman playing for a school like that has to say a lot for the kid's ability. Um, So, you know, as he's progressing year in and year out, he's just, you know, hopefully going to reach his goals that he has for himself. So, great job, man. Shout out to the Sawchuck family, too, man. It's dope to have one son to come out and go to Oklahoma. And then you got another son in a couple of years that'll be going to, you know, likely a D1 school. And if he goes over to USC, I mean, that's a D1 powerhouse, up and coming powerhouse, you know. And if he goes to CU, that's a up and up and coming soon powerhouse. But uh, we'll be interested to see what happens at CU at the end of this year. You know, I'm sure they won't. I'm not sure they're going to bring Doral back. But, um, you know, it, either way, he's got some options. And it's shout out to that Sawchuck family because I bet that's pretty freaking cool seeing your kids. Um, just shine at that level. Yeah, know. that's for sure. Put a man. big old smile on their face. Yep. Speak. <laughs> like the segue, Dom? I do. We're about to go into some craziness I saw. Oh. And I don't know if you've been watching. I watch some baseball, and I've been watching a lot with Aaron Judge going. Um, I don't know if you notice these people that are just standing there or sitting there, and they got I these have. creepy smiles on their face. You've I seen have, that? I have, bro. I've been seeing it all over. I actually, so it's funny, right? This movie's coming out. And I actually do this all the time to people in my office at work. I, I'm surrounded by, <laughs> by two glass windows. So whenever I notice somebody walking by or I walk by those windows, I just give them a creepy smile. Yeah. And everybody's always freaked out about it. So when I seen this movie and, and their marketing campaign, bro, it's just been freaking phenomenal. So to if me. you haven't seen this, um, people at baseball games, if you haven't seen these people at baseball games, these scary looking smiles, these kind of creepy looking smiles, um, you know, summer's nearly over, which means it's time to transition into some spooky season. I know yeah. you're about to do your your Halloween stuff today and, and get, I watched get your Hocus yard Pocus all right. Two last night with the family. I'm gonna have to watch that with Eastside. Like, I'm gonna bite the bullet and watch it. Hey, it wasn't it's not that my bad. thing. No, it wasn't. It's not my thing either. But it wasn't no, bad. Beth Midler makes my skin cringe. Okay, well she doesn't do that to me. But I'll just. Oh. <laughs> I'm just trying to find excuses so I can tell you so I can't watch it, but I'll probably watch it with her tonight. I won't be a dick. But, um, you know, so baseball appears to be doing a little bit of uh, getting their spooky season going before October. Um, As MLB fans have noticed, people sitting in stock still behind the home plate, just chilling, smiling with a creepy, creepy looking smile on their face during the whole game. Yeah. And it's not even just – it's just – not moving, just sitting there smiling. Um, how, the, much, how much do you think they get paid for that? I don't know, bro. The creepy smiling people wearing a bright smile shirt. They're paid actors promoting the movie Smile that came out on the 30th. Um, I don't know. That'd be, that'd be cool. Yeah. Could you hold it together the whole time? I think I could. Yeah? I think so. Man, I don't know. But, I, uh, might, I might crack up laughing, bro. You, you should check. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely um, Google it, YouTube it, whatever you have to do. Go check it out. It, it is very creepy. It's very funny to see. Um, I think I posted it on Instagram, too. But uh, check it out on our Instagram. It's it's uh, definitely something to see. It's, it has me intrigued. I'm going to go see the movie. The minute I saw the trailer for it, I was like, I'm there. So. You know, it I, seems like they've been focused on specific markets with it because, like, they've yeah. only done it in Los Angeles and New York and um, some of the larger markets. You know, these these teams have their regional sports networks. Um, they appeared behind home plate for the Yankees and Red Sox, yeah. which was during the lead up to Aaron Judge chasing sixty one. What if they just follow the Yankees around now? Since Judge, it'd be smart, right? Since he's getting the publicity that for he's sure. getting. 
follow around. Dude, that's why when, when smile, I saw that, I was at me. like. I'll teach you how to, you know, do your thing. You're already doing great marketing. Bro, they're already use, there. You could use us. I'm sure they're already out. there. They uh, were just, they, they were just there. Too. They need us too. They need us too. Wow, out yeah. with downplaying Hit us up, smile. Yeah. Um, it's creepy as hell though, bro. Um, smile is an upcoming horror film from director Parker Finn that is being distributed by Paramount Pictures. Uh, it appears to draw inspiration from a combination of the ring and it follows in the premise is seeing something will kill you within a week. Um, the, it, uh, the, it follows aspect is that it's treated like a virus in conversation. So that's kind of like a little bit what the movie movie okay. is, but this isn't the first time we've seen these kind of guerrilla tactics. If, especially in baseball, um, the horror genre is no stranger to guerrilla marketing. The Blair Witch Project, which uh, had a had one of the most famous marketing campaigns of all times, is, is credited with ushering in the age of internet marketing. Uh, its website showed interviews of people discussing students who had gone missing, and there was debate of whether the movie was fictional because of the found footage aspect. It also created the legend of the Blair Witch, which took hold because of people's unfamiliarity with the uh, with the tactic. Uh, Paranormal Activity took a different tactic using live footage of audiences reacting to fear in their movie. Uh, it's like you said, it's brilliant strategy, bro. Um, these people definitely look creepy as fuck, and you know, I don't know if I see one sitting behind me just smiling, bro. I'd be kind of What's this weirdo about to do Especially in the age we live in Well it's going to make you google it too right It's going to make you look the movie up Whether, you, whether you're whether you into horror movies I or not I think once you find out that it's a movie thing Yes but I think if you just see someone Because not everyone's wearing the, the yellow smile shirt They're not Like there's one Well dude, you know there's going to be copycat people who just do this now to And that's get, the scary part to, bro Because people are crazy Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like how do you react to that dude If I get this like creepy looking person Just smiling behind me And I'm with my kids or something dude Like Smile back You know they do say that I think it's like 90 something percent of people You smile at Smile back directly at you It's true uh, My brother-in-law was mentioning some sort of theory like that, but with a high five. And that if you walk by people and you throw up a high five, dude, most people are going to high five you. Like, like they even won't. in the COVID era. I, I, wow, this is pre-COVID, so I don't know. We should go around <laughs> with the camera, just and run test around, that just high fiving folks. Like, yeah. come on, come on! Shout out to my bro and Isaiah for that one. But yo, like you said, this makes me want to kind of see the movie. You yeah. know, I think I want to go check it out. Remind me of some purge type shit, and I'm with it. Like, yeah, I'm, like, on, I'm there, bro. It's, it looks good. You know, hopefully it's not too cheesy, but we'll see. It's probably gonna be cheesy. It's, it's. I mean, it's horror flicks, dude. Horror I know, flicks are supposed to be cheesy. I know, but. It's, uh, it already sounds like it's going to be like The Ring. Well, there's parts of The Ring that weren't too cheesy. No, just when they open the closet. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's. I think The Ring was one of the first ones in a long time that kind of got me got me a little bit. Yeah, because it was like that flash horror. Like it was like these real quick flash images of scary, weird looking CGI type shit. Yeah, I'm not really too much of a horror movie guy to be honest. I. Uh, you like rom-coms? Like, like a fainting go and pass out <laughs> horror movies. <laughs> so I'm just chilling and all of a sudden just fall out. Oh, God. Snoring. <laughs> so. Nah, Do- Coach Dom's a rom-com guy. I bet you like a sleepless in Seattle type mug. Uh, Never even seen it, did you? Nah, I may be a long time ago, but I do like me some romantic comedies. Don't be sleeping on me. I, hey, I'm a married man, but ladies, your boys are romantic. You know, I'm not knocking you for that. Uh, I'm gonna go watch. Uh, I'm gonna go watch that movie today with the salad, and that's gonna be my romantic comedy. Um, you just what the fuck was it the witches one? Uh, oh, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Yeah, uh, that'll be my romantic comedy for the day. That's, yeah, no, I, don't, I, I I'm okay with rom com. I like funny shit. I like yeah, comedy. I'm a goofball dude. I love the comedy movies, stand up comedy. You know. Anything like that, dude. You know what movie I'm like super excited to come out is Avatar Two. I can't wait, bro. Yeah, I'm just like waiting for it to come out. The first Avatar is kind of crazy. I, I, story was cool. I just the the I just think the the cinematography CGI and, and shit, yeah, and everything in it was just amazing, bro. Like it's one of the best movies put together in that aspect. Have you ever seen Children of Men? No. With Clive Owen. Um, I forget the the cinematographer's name, but he's got like uh, he's got like two um, shots that are like continuous shots that are like literally like five to ten minute long shots of just one shot 
all the way through. Um, it's pretty freaking cool. But Children of Men kind of, if you get a chance to watch that one, check it out, bro. Because it's like a suspense kind of action movie. Uh-huh. But it's like um, it's like a future. It's in the future, but it's not all futuristic. And it's like people have stopped having kids. And like the, it's been like 18 years since the last person was born. And they and got those robots now? No, no. There's no robots or none of that shit. Uh-huh. It's like like a post-revolutionary kind of like yeah. the world's in chaos kind of like it is now um but long story short this character clive owens plays is tasked with get, getting this young lady this young um african uh immigrant who's in i think it takes place in like the uk somewhere getting her to this safe zone because she's with child she's pregnant oh okay and they treat they treat refugees like crap So so it's like this big fear that they're gonna kill her and take her baby, and there's just all this unknown and uncertainty. It's a really good movie, bro. It's about almost two hours long, fucking action all the way through, dude. I definitely, you definitely should see it. It's a real cool movie. It's probably about ten years old now, fifteen years old. I'll check it out. Not bad, bro. I love movies. There we go. See, we get through it. (laughs) Yeah, yo, what's up? Uh, I was just getting ready to say what you were going to say, man. We had a mailbag question pop up mailbag. <clears throat> for us. <laughs> and the question, again, we need to know the names. Put your names out here, guys, so that way we know who's dropping our questions off. Yeah, I appreciate you for asking, too. Like, yeah, like Coach Tom said, hit that name up there so we can give you some credit. Yeah. But the question is, who has been the most influential athlete in your life and why? Damn. Most influential athlete in my life. Um, dude, I'm going to have to say, I have to say MJ, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, for all the wrong reasons, too. It's all sports related, but I think everything that I've learned in sports kind of ties back to real life. Um, I think just growing up watching MJ play and watching him hoop and be the GOAT. And I mean, the dude was relentless. Uh, he demand, He had a high demand out of himself. Yeah. And equally how his teammates still high demand. And I think just as a coach, I, th- I see the value in not only holding yourself to high standards, but holding your, your team and, you know, your, your coaching staff and um, your friends to high standards, right? Like that translates into life. If you have high standards for your, for your manner of living, um, you're, you're going to try chasing a lot more success than you would otherwise. I for think. sure. Um, so I definitely would say MJ, man. He's he's definitely been super influential in that. And then also just, I mean, the dude can ball, bro. And uh, his, he's had so many clutch moments. And, you know, again, it speaks to his quote about all the shots he's missed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But he's took the shot. Yeah. Like, he's never been afraid to take the shot. And I think it goes the same thing in life. There's always been risk and, you know, uncertainty with some of the things that we do. But that doesn't mean that you can be – afraid to take that shot and take that risk like sometimes you gotta you gotta you gotta do do what you gotta do in the face of adversity yeah man mj was definitely the goat the goat the goat. <laughs> you know what i mean the definitely definitely especially in the 90s a lot of us growing up you know that's the guy we idolize that's who we call the goat a lot of the young kids call lebron the goat you know and there's that debate going on all the time but they're never gonna win it for all of us it's mj and it's gonna be him for yeah forever maybe kobe <clears throat> maybe but definitely kobe. mj yeah um for me you know this guy dude is just reminding me of a lunch pail type of guy every day go to work do your job in day in day out he's a leader he's very vocal um and you know he really didn't have that many off days throughout young yeah his younger days in the in the league and then even throughout his older days in the league as he bounced around from team to team and my guy's junior sale man mm. Junior Sale, I've looked up to since I was a very young kid and just loved his game and how he played the game of football. And not only how he, he played the game, but how he respected the game. Yeah. You yeah. know, he's a true, true Hall of Famer. Um, played for multiple teams again, like I said. I always remember him as a Charger. Yeah, every me too. You know, even though he was with the Dolphins, he was with the Patriots. But, you know, you just always see him. In his Charger uniform, just doing what he does, kind of like Sean Merriman, right? Yeah. Sean Merriman left the yep. the Chargers, and and no one ever really 
remembered him past the Chargers because he had the lightning bolt dance, yep. you know. But Junior Seau, man, I've looked up to him for years. Like I said, he's just that guy, regardless of the outcome, he's going to come and he's going to do his job. Regardless of how good his teams were, he came and he did his job day in and day out. A true professional, and bro. True professional of the game, you know. Unfortunately, you know, his life ended a little too soon. Ended too soon. Um, rest in peace to him. But he will always be remembered, and he would always be looked up to. And and I will always use him as a coaching tool for young yep. kids that I coach going forward because he was somebody that you would want your athletes to. His whole story, the whole after. background, everything, bro. Yep. To be honest, like he's probably my greatest. He's my goat linebacker. Yeah, uh, he was he was spectacular. We're spoiled because we we live in Denver. They're in the AFC West. The Broncos play the Chargers two times a year. A lot of regional action would get would involve the Chargers. Yeah. See the Raiders playing the Chargers all the time. So we got to see him a lot, man. And and me being a Dolphin fan when he was there for the short time, and then when he was with the Patriots, I get to see him a lot. Um, he he was one of my favorite linebackers. Just his like you say his his lunch pail mentality. Yeah, get the job done, bust your ass, work hard, and reap the benefits. I mean, there's no one that's that's a better example of of hard work paying out, man. Like just his yeah. whole story is an awesome story. And you know, as of who's growing to also be very influential in my life, but also has been very hated by me in my life. And we talk about him all the time, man. But we have to put him in this conversation, Tom Brady. Yep. I mean, the guy was a sixth round draft pick, skinny, lanky kid. No one thought was going to be nothing coming out of Michigan. Wasn't really anything at Michigan. You know, didn't have the spectacular career. And he's just the true professional again. He he comes to work. He does what he's supposed to do day in, day out, film study. He he does his job so much to the point later in his career now they're giving him PTO time. Yeah. They're giving yeah. him Wednesdays off of practice take, take, because, take, take day off, Tom. because he's just the ultimate professional and he takes care of what he needs to take care of in the time that he needs to take care of it in. And he's done this. With all the backlash, year in and year out, everybody always has something to say about the Patriots. Everybody always has something to say about Tom Brady. But he just uses it as a chip that he puts on his shoulder. And he goes out there and he performs and he wins games and he wins championships. And he is the main piece to the ingredient of great football teams. For sure. For sure. And so, you know, shout out to Tom Brady, even with... It just shows young kids that even regardless of what other people think about you, regardless of what other people say about you, as long as you do your job and you study what you're supposed to do in your job, you'll be successful. Yeah. So I'll give a I'll give a little um, honorable mention as well, and I don't even say necessarily say this person influences me, and I can't stand his game, but I respect yeah. him. And that's LeBron James. Yeah. I, I I don't like his game. I think he whines a little too much, but. And I don't agree that he's the GOAT, but he's the GOAT of this generation for sure. Um, And I think just at a young age, he had the expectations of the world. And to follow through on that, there's something to be said about that, dude, because you see so many people that come through with high expectations that just crumble. And from the onset, from the get-go, his rookie year, he won rookie of the year, which that could be debated because Carmelo had a better season and he got his team to the playoffs, but we ain't going to go there. Yeah. But um, But we're Nuggets fans too. This is true. But he's just, he's just constantly, he's going into his 17th or 18th year in the league and he's just constantly, constantly grinding and putting the work makes people around him better. And I think that's what you want as from a, from an influential leader, you want him to be able to make people around you better. As he's gotten older in his age, he's not able to do the things that he used to do so easily. But he'll still he'll still snap on people for for a good game here and there, and be great. Uh, Lakers scare me this year like crazy because they can either be like last year and be horrible, or they can find out how to put it together and make a run. And us being Nuggets fans, like we said, like that, that's always who we look at of who we're going to have to go through to get there, right? They're one of those teams that we mentioned. Okay, Lakers, Golden State, you know, they're always up there. So shout out to LeBron in, in that aspect where he's very influential on this generation of athletes. Um, very, he tries to be influential in other areas of his life, that being that he has a platform to do so. Yeah, and I don't agree with a lot of what he says a lot of the time. But at the same time, like I do respect the fact that he's been able to 
be under the spotlight for so long and deliver. Yeah, and you know, regardless of of what you think about him, he's a he's influential and a leader amongst men. For There's sure. a lot of other high-end athletes in multiple sports that look up to LeBron and what he does and he's a leader. You know, he is King James at this yeah. point and and he does great things off the court as well and on the court he does phenomenal things so he is one of those guys and you know i'm gonna drag this on a little that's bit right. more. that's right we need to fill the time anyway the guy one guy who a lot of kids should look up to a lot of young athletes should look up to he you know had a good career um but he made sure that he made a promise to his relatives that he was going to get a degree and he went back even through playing and got his degree and was an ultimate professional on the field and is an intelligent student and a, an intelligent man larry fitzgerald yep larry fitz was a man he was that dude yeah dude he was just if you played against him you game planned for him he was phenomenal on the field his hands are ridiculous his yep. route running is precise and again like i said he made a promise as a young kid, that football wouldn't derail him from getting a degree. Yep. And for you young kids, you need to realize that football isn't the end-all, be-all. So for an athlete like this to go back to college to make sure he finishes out his degree, and then he even furthered it and furthered it and kept getting more degrees, right? That shows you the type of dedication you know, all you athletes really should have and in yourself. Yep. Right? Football is for everybody else. Education is for yourself. Make sure you go back and do it. Mm. Well said, Coach. And, um, you know, we're going to get ready to wrap this thing up. But before we do, I just wanted to uh, pull out this phone real quick and give you a little fantasy football update. You're losing, uh, dog, and it's not good. Hey, it's all right, but you have a lot of your players playing. I haven't had anybody playing, but we're okay. I mean, I got three gone, and you got two gone, so okay. Yeah, but, my quarterback also to get knocked out. Yeah, we touched on that. That's very unfortunate. But, you know, one man's uh, trash is another man's treasure, so, um, you know, I'm not going to complain about it too much. I feel bad because it's my team, and freaking now we're going to be with Teddy Bridgewater, but – you know, it is what it is. It's all good, man. <laughs> Football happens that way sometimes. Yo, before we get out of here, though, shots out to uh, Arsenal Custom Apparel, Rebel Promotions, Black Sevens, Janice's Catering, DNA Sports Training. If you haven't booked a training session with us yet, make sure you get one booked in. Visit the website, dnasportsdenver.com. Book a training session. Um, hit us up on, on a question. Buy some merch. Say what up to Coach Dom. Make sure you hit up our socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. What, what am I missing? Nothing. Anything? Nope. Like, share, subscribe. Like you said, hit us up, man. Shouts out to everybody that's worked with us. Arsenal Custom Apparel, Rebel Promotions, Black Sevens, Janice Catering, Lash All Beauty, oh, yep. and DNASportsDenver.com. Shout out to your coaches out there. Get it in, man. Make sure you lead these kids in the right direction. On that, we out this month.